<laughs> today is 1221. <laughs> I like the repeating numbers. It's fine. Leave me alone. I murdered a fish today. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to kill this recording. No, listen, it's the school fish, though. Like, I, it would be Oof. great if I had one classroom, but I have this whole entire school. It's the school pet. Mm. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And we have a returning guest, Eric Silver! It... I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready to talk. Let's yeah. do it. Heck yes. We're going to talk about some... It's been in the news. It's been on the TikTok. It's been around, you know, wizards fucking up. Uh, more specifically, being um, one racist but also we're gonna talk about some anti-semitism that's in the game that can be changed that we want to see some change in Woo! yes the <laughs> horde hitting things you come here to feel good and make some changes <laughs> we're gonna um, make some jokes about stuff while we're upset about what's happening that's yeah, my problem. It, it, it's a defense mechanism what can i say we're gonna defense mechanism all over these serious topics i'll tell you that much <laughs> You know, we, yes, for sure. We definitely are. I mean, that's how we get through the trauma. <laughs> yeah. That people think it's so okay to be, like, so blazing about. Just like, yeah, hate symbol. <laughs> I don't know if you're on this part of the TikTok, but I'm on the, like, let's make better Jewish jokes than, like, Dave Chappelle could ever. And oh, sure. uh, it's it's nothing but beautiful, beautiful just beautiful gold. I don't see now that sounds anti-Semitic that I was saying it's beautiful gold. Oh, no. <laughs> Jokes. Uh, they're absolutely gorgeous. And if I could remember any of them, I would say them. But um, if you're not on that part of TikTok, uh, I feel so bad for you because it's, it's just, they're so much better than like dick bags. It's fine. This, yeah. Do you know, like there are, there are some places where I want to travel, Right. Where I feel intimidated because there's no, like, English accessibility, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in South Korea, a lot of people speak English. In a lot of European countries, a lot of people speak English. But I feel like if I went to Japan or if I went to a lot of Middle Eastern countries, there isn't a lot of English, so I would be very lost. That's how I feel about TikTok is, like, I don't have a passport or I don't know the language to go there. Like, I have my Tumblrese, which I'm keeping over here. So I'm glad it exists. And, I like, when I hear about things happening on TikTok, I'm like, it's so good that Mars is agreeing with Earth on on this issue, right? It's just a totally <laughs> other planet. So you saying that, I'm like, I'm so happy the Martians agree we have the same issues that I do. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. listen, we are the the whole universe, the whole solar system is healing all at one time. And unfortunately, <laughs> there are uh, some some parts of it that just persist in mm -hmm. being awful. But um, we'll just call me everyone. Nice. A good anus joke, dude. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, dude. Done. We're, we're, this is just going to be the whole podcast, okay? Speaking of asses and anuses, let's talk about Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Let's talk about um, the liches. 
gosh. The, the, they call it phylacteries, but we could definitely use a different word. And I think it's reliquaries. If I'm, oh. if did I switch them up? I no, that's, I think that's true. Um, yeah, phylacteries are the thing that are currently right. Liches, I can't follow all this stuff. I just tune it out, you know? I think yeah. it's important to start before, before we get started is like defining what is Wizard of the Coast and how it fits into a current uh, corporate landscape. And please forgive me because I've done all this research because I did a, a different podcast episode about this specifically. Is like, so Hasbro, you know, the big company that puts out all the toys and the board games, they own Wizard of the Coasts, which owns Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, which are like sub brands within it. Like it's the game, but also you got to remember like a company exists that's called that. So it's like when we talk about Dungeons and Dragons, it's the Dungeons and Dragons company. And I don't know if this is true necessarily like if you're looking up their charter, but it's like there is the Dungeons and Dragons company or the people who work at Dungeons and Dragons who make the Dungeons and Dragons game. And that's what I think is really complicated about this whole thing. When you put out an official book from Dungeons and Dragons, you think, wow, this is coming out of the fucking ether and it's official D&D lore, right? Whether this is like the player's handbook or any of like the adventures that they come out that came out like or like Tasha's cauldron of everything like that comes from the official stuff but remember like I, I heard this today like a corporation is just a is just a bunch of guys at work so it's just a bunch of people doing stuff like they're just as much people as you are and for some reason they want to convince us that the shit that they make is more better than any of the other stuff anyone else can make just because they're inside of a building in Seattle being approved by the same three white dudes who've been approving the same shit for years. So no matter how many people they hire to write these things and how many consultants they say that they have to qualify all the fucking racial shit that they can't figure out because, again, it's the same white dudes doing the same shit, it's not going to change because it's the same people doing the same stuff. Like this one, there was a book that came out this year that was like more queer friendly and like more racially diverse that had like more adventures, blah blah blah. But it's like it's only under the approval once it's like, no, this is good for the corporation. This is good for us. And it's just like the not being able to differentiate what comes from a company and what comes from the game is only to the benefit of the company as they ask for you. Fifty dollars two times to buy one in pr a book in print and a book in a book digitally. Also interesting to know, D and D Beyond is was a co different company that they bought recently, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. wild. Like a third, like someone else was fucking doing a f online shit, and D and D's like, no, this is ours now. No, it's like it was always ours. Like they didn't create that product; they bought it. And like, I just don't think the company knows what they're doing. And they're trying to uh, profit off of it as if it was, let's say, Lord of the Rings or uh, Harry Potter. Like, they're trying to make movies about it. They're trying to make video games about it. That's happening next year. Baldur's Gate 3, the D&D uh, movie with all the hot people in it. It's just <laughs> trying to t it's t tell us that, no, Dungeons & Dragons is IP. It's not a game system. It's all the books we make, all the toys we make, and all the sh movies and video games, all the media we make co-opting all just so a uh, fucking pastiche 
of fantasy terms that are vaguely associated with Dungeons and Dragons, some of which they just straight up stole from Lord of the Rings. There was a fucking lawsuit by the Tolkien estate back in the 80s telling them to stop it. Because literally like they it's... told them that they can't use some some words and can't and and can't. So like I don't know what they're trying to do. That feels I just pulled up an article because I was like, let me just like look. And the first thing that comes up is two days ago, Wizards of the Coast says Dungeons and Dragons is under monetized. Um mm-hmm. so already they're pulling in D and D beyond pulling uh purchasable cosmetic dice, avatars, and content. And that yeah. we are we are serving twenty percent of the Dungeons and Dragons marketplace because it's just geared towards DMs, which is whatever twenty yeah. percent of the population. Um, that's so absolutely wild. Why? That's can I that's tell you line. where that came from? Can I tell you where that came from? Because we're we're releasing an episode about this on games and feelings, Amanda. Mm-hmm. My my wife and CEO and former finance person broke all this down for me. It's incredibly fucking ridiculous. So uh, a little while ago, a bank Bank of America has a bunch of people there who are like, "Oh, you should buy these stocks. You should sell these stocks." Advising the within internally within the bank and also the financial sector, they released a paper saying Hasbro's actually fucking up. They're printing too many magic cards and devaluing the thing that exists. We're taking this from a buy to a sell. Huge fucking deal that they're doing this. It's, they're saying this company, which we originally said was was good, actually it's bad. Th- then they did a quote-unquote fireside chat, which was investor-focused, talking about their business plan, about actually why things are good, actually. And that's where this stuff is coming from, Alex. Like from this 45-minute talk to investors. They said that the brand was under-monetized, and the way that they're going to do it is by turning into a four-quadrant uh, a, what do they call it? A four quadrant media, which means movies, video games, pub books, and toys. That's the those are the four quadrants, which is what they're doing. They and they're going to continue this by by whatever one D and D is. Are you you two are video game people, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So what is the new hot monetization? What's the new hotness right now in video microtransactions. games? Microtransactions. Yeah, dude. It fucking and fucking microtransactions. Passes. Battle, Battle passes. passes. Yeah. What is Dungeons and Dragons turning into with one D and D? They're turning it into a fucking battle pass, and we're already seeing that now. If they're going to monet, if they're going to monetize it, there's also some stuff going around about the uh, open gaming license, which allows yep. third party creators to make stuff within like the community of D and D. So like when someone sells, like oh, I made some classes because Dungeons and Dragons won't make it. Now they're going to have to be, like, fucking registered in D&D Beyond by Wizards of the Coast to be able to do it. That's coming to come out in the early 2023. We're going to see what it is. But they, they posted something about that today outlining what people are going to do. They're going to have to accept the, the license. They're going to have to, like, report what they're making and how much they're making. And they have to have – they have to publish, like, a little badge in all their shit saying they're a Dungeons & Dragons creator. So, like, we're – Truly, we're going Battle Pass, friends. One D&D is turning into uh, games as service. And it doesn't make any sense because it's, there's, there's no there there. There's no game there, right? Like, on its basic, let's talk about Fortnite, right? Battle Pass, I play Fortnite. I'm going to play Fortnite. 
I want to play as Goku. I want to play as Midoriya. I want to play as Mr. Beast, you know? But, like, we're playing the game. The game is the game. I like playing Fortnite with my friends. I love looking like my favorite anime boys. Mm -hmm. Right, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Let's even talk about Marvel Snap, right? I like playing Marvel oh, Snap. Fuck. I like no, Marvel. I love that. We're I so like Marvel. I'm... <laughs> I want variants of my cards. Boom, right? You are staying and make wanting to look like you want to look when you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. What does Dungeons and Dragons think they are? They're a they're a, t- a tabletop RPG. They're a skeleton for storytelling. There's no. It's, there's no meat on the bones. The meat on the bones is what you do at your table. So are mm-hmm. they going to try to sell you, like, fucking skins for your VTT tokens within Dungeons right. D&D Beyond, but you're only able to do that because 6th edition or whatever they're they're going to turn 5th into, into it is going to be only online-based, so they're going to funnel everyone there. And because now they own D&D Beyond, that's the plan. I also have no fucking idea where they got that 20% number, Alex, because that, like, is that just an assumption or an averaging that most tables are four people are four player tables plus a DM and the DM buys the book and shares it with all their friends? Like, that's why it's under monetized. Like, they're not even a good company, which is what I want to get at here. They're not even (laughs) doing company shit. They're just following... They're just following whatever this like trend of gaming. Mm-hmm. Now, put this right on the fucking nose. The president of Dungeons and Dragons. Her name is Cynthia Williams. She used to work at Microsoft in the Xbox division. Who do you think knows shit about how to make money out of video games? Someone who used to work at Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's listen. just it's simple if you just follow the money, but they don't want to. They they want to believe that you don't, and it's just like it, it bother it truly bothers me because they're trying to squeeze like storytelling out of something that doesn't have like there's no out of some, again there's no meat on the bones. So I don't know what they're doing. No, and it's it I I would understand hiring somebody and having somebody in charge that has a different experience. But at the end of the day, it's very clear and apparent that the people who are running this and, and putting out marketing and putting out promos and, and talking to investors probably have never picked up a game of Dungeons and Dragons in their entire life. They probably have not seen what it actually looks like. And I don't, that isn't, for me, that doesn't compute, right? I, I have that meme with the girl and the math symbols. That's, it doesn't make sense to me because... On some level, you yourself, if you're in charge, I would assume you need to understand how the thing that you're doing works. No. I, I, but once again, I'm a public school teacher. So honestly, <laughs> what do I know about anything? Because I'm in the worst industry currently. No, I mean, it's fine. The hard Give me my thing microtrans- about this. Listen. Microtransactions. In you want to learn can science? I pay, can pay I, for science. Can I pay you $30 for 200 teacher bucks, and that gives me 10 more minutes on a test, please? I would love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, here's my here's the issue, right? It's like, uh, you know, teaching and the, the creative uh, field that I'm in, and, you know, I was a high school teacher, so I, I feel you, right? It's like... Mm-hmm. You know, we should be so thankful that we're doing a creative, quote-unquote, 
or a, a creative quote-unquote career, right? That we get to do stuff that's not like being in a fucking cubicle and an office and pushing papers around. But therefore, because of it, and this happens in media, this happens in news, in and so many creative fields or, or soft science careers. I, I'm using this bullshit STEM language because there is no other one, but you, y'all know what I'm saying. Um, oh, yeah, like, when you're putting down. Yeah, yeah. That like we need to be so thankful. So like, there's no way to defend the fact that like we should be that someone should know what they're talking about because it's like, well, we we should just be happy that we get a salary at all while someone's trying to make money out of this dead thing, right? Yeah. And I've seen this. We've seen this in, with blogging a lot over the last ten years. Everyone losing, getting laid off, and losing their jobs in magazines and newspapers, etc. So the weird thing about this is like the game. There's nothing wrong with the game. The game is good. The game is a is not a person. The game is just a structure for people to tell stories and play and do stuff. The people who work at Wizards, the writers and all those people who I'm saying aren't getting listened to, they also are people who want to work in a creative industry and deserve to have a job making tabletop mm-hmm. RPGs. It's just like as we get higher, we're not even talking about wizards at this point. I think we are talking about the tippy top, but like they're owned by Hasbro, yeah. which has a stock on the fucking stock exchange. Like it all shakes, it all shakes down to that. So where we're getting, what we're looking at here is like, well, what do I do about this game? Play the game however you want to play it. Don't fucking give them their money. Don't give them your money. Vote with your not dollars, and like pirate it and steal it as much as you want. And, like, resist, I guess, resist going and doing something just because someone tells you to, especially when it's a company, you know? Right. Yeah, like, no, I, I completely agree. Because, yeah. like, I feel like every month there's a new book. You can't come out with 100 books. They're, like, filling in for flavors instead of filling in a need mm-hmm. uh, when I see how much they just produce all the time. And even their old stuff seems to be just copy and paste. I mean, Spelljammers, from what I've heard, was just, oh, they switched a couple things, but everything is pretty copy-paste, and there you go. Sell another 30 bucks or 60 bucks for another book. Right. And, and, you know, what, it, it what got about all the people who work there? I thought the whole point was that they were going to fix it. But then, like, <laughs> oh, we're not saying – we're saying Romani now. I guess that's it. You know, remember yeah. when we were all celebrating the fact that they didn't say – they didn't say that slur about those people that start with a G? Like, that was yeah. the best we were going to get? Who, who would have known? Or, wow, they don't say race anymore. They say species. Oh, my God. Like, I, again, I don't want to – I just don't want to expect anything from a corporation. And then, like right. – But that has nothing to do with how – what you do at your table. That's right. the mind-wrinkling thing of why I spent all that shit saying all that shit before. Dungeons & Dragons, the game, has nothing to do with Dungeons & Dragons, the company – and what you do at your game has nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons the company. Unless you're a fucking like Stan, which I guess so, <laughs> like I don't know. I, I still don't understand Marvel stands who like think they're Kevin Feige's like little brother or some shit. Like I don't get it. But I mean those people <laughs> exist. I guess we want to stand in companies now. And if you want to, I guess, but like it's not doing you any favors as a person. Mm-hmm. That I, that's I, where I know the equivalent for like an Elon Musk. <laughs> Stands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Elon Musk stands, man. <sighs> um, so yeah, it's like I n- I don't want to tell anyone to play a new game, but I think that like Dungeons and Dragons is trying to tell everyone that they're the end all and be all, and therefore mm-hmm. deserve all of your money, and is the only game that exists, and whatever it's, it's... they do is perfect, and you should buy it. 
Like that's right, it's not on true. the cover. It's like number one D and tabletop RPG in the world. Like like it, it, it it's it advertises it on it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, yeah, it's like never give wizards any do- a dollar, but like you can spend money buying dice, spend money buying third party content, learn other games if you want to tell different types of stories. Again, right. I know it may gets big. Get big numbies on Twitter when you say play <laughs> any game other than the dragon game. Good. But, like, one, that's not how people work. And two, you got to give them a reason to play a new game. Like, people, you know, people have been playing this game solely this game for years. Or maybe it's the only one that they did that they've gotten into and they need a reason to do something else. Maybe if you want to play a heist game or you want to play a mech game or you want to play, like, a specific other type of game from uh, that a, uh, a Powered by the Apocalypse game, it can tell you because all of them are tell very specific stories. Um, like, do that, but you got to give them a reason. You can't just say, we're not playing D&D anymore because Wizards is bad. That doesn't work. And that's right. why, like, the Democrats are still bad, are bad, just as bad <laughs> as everyone else, right? <laughs> because they just keep saying, well, we're right, so we're, you got to stop doing it. Like, you got to give people a reason to mobilize. So if you right. want to give them a reason, it's like, well, I would really want to tell this story where we play teenage superheroes, then let's play Masks. And like, oh, I do want to play that game. Let's go do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just drop D&D cold because it's bad. Maybe the only way, or then, then it's like, oh, we're not playing D&D, we're playing Pathfinder now. Because it's better, and I think it's better, and it can do these better things for us. If we just learn it, and I teach you how to do it, and blah, blah, blah. And that learning and that accessibility is so much easier with Dungeons & Dragons, right? You can Google search the DM handbook right now. You can find a PDF. I'm sure it's one of the top. I'm not even looking. I'm sure it's one of the top five um, picks (laughs) on Google that you can get the PDF, the full-blown on your computer for free if not Mm. and you have other friends that play dungeons and dragons um they have it on their computer they i mean i i remember passing it out in my one of my freshman seminar classes when we were all playing i was like here is what you need to know here's the player's handbook like it's it's easy and accessible so i think i agree that taking dungeons and dragons out of it is it doesn't make sense separating it in my brain as like dungeons and dragons the game and then dungeons and dragons the corporation um means that uh i can i can still play and enjoy this game but they're gonna try it's gonna seem like they are gonna control and try to control what i'm doing when you're correct in all honesty what happens at the table is is between us that's why house rules exist that's why things like that yes happen um, but I, I agree. I, I agree with everything, right? Yeah. I, I think <laughs> As a... that, that thing you're saying about trying to separate is like we're gonna go to game night or do table or play a role playing game, a TTRPG. It's separating that from Dungeons and Dragons. It's like saying, right. like imagine that like Kleenex really want like would would fine you ten dollars if you didn't call a tissue a Kleenex. It's like well then I'm <laughs> never gonna buy kleenex anymore like i'm not gonna do that no because kleenex are superior brands like that's true gonna... i'll just use leftover takeout okay it's all like I'm a working using, like a goddamn working man absolutely adrian adrian's the fucking man of the people the people's jam blowing his... listen 
blowing their nose with old Chipotle napkins. Let's go. You're just like, I need three. Oh, I only needed two. Once for later when I get a little sneezy. (laughs) When you open up your glove box and it just pops out, like... Hey, man, I didn't let you in my car. I don't know how you know that. (laughs) Now, I I wonder what the... This is for my my two teachers here. Is like... So, I don't even think that D&D is the most accessible game to teach someone. Do you find that there are other ways to teach people different games? Like, whether it's a one-pager or a different system? Like, what can we do, I guess, to facilitate this... I just think it's I, for me. It feels like I gotta walk people through it. We gotta do it together, and then run like a sample bullshit game. Like it does take investment, but I don't think any more than teaching someone D and D for the first time. No, but I think the other problem comes into the way that, like, even our education system is set up. I have one expert in the room. And they know Mm. all of the rules. So everything I'm going to know or play off of is going to be off that one person who needs to know everything. Right. I learned through Pathfinder, which is adjacent to Dungeons and Dragons. And so I think for the way that I learned, I mean, I was just handed paper and said, hey, like, you're just going to do this, like have a character. And then these are the numbers that we're going to run. So I I think. Sure. I think having the expert in the room – okay, so here's here's my brain is going in two different ways. I think having the expert in the room makes it easier for new learners because, obviously, that's what we do. That's how our education system is set up, primary through secondary yeah. through college, right? Every, everybody does that. So I think it feels safe to have it like that. And with the almighty Wizards of the Coast, right? Like, you have to play this game right. So, obviously, if I have an expert, I'm going to play the game right because they know how to do it. But the other thing is, is that's that's real scary to to be in a room talking about character feelings and playing maybe a more role playing side of things. So we're we've got a lot of uncomfortable things going on. I'm learning a new structure. Maybe I'm not comfortable in reading very quickly numbers. I feel like I'm wasting people's time and I'm trying to play this mm. character that I'm not aware of because it's it's not me. It's not me. Right. Which your first character is always fucking you, so like Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Eric and he has a gun. That's it. Oh. Magically, ah. all of my worries are pushed away, and I'm just gonna light everything on fire. It's yeah. fine. I'm not. I don't have a gun here, Adrian. See? Don't worry. I am not. It's. Don't worry. I'm already imagining it, and it's too late. I. I just. It's in my head. <laughs> Imagine. I, I'm the best. I'm the best podcast guest. Put a. <laughs> tell them I'm the best podcast guest. <laughs> He's the best podcast guest. <laughs> That's right, you I heard it. Congeniality. And uh, right there in San Antonio, and he has the gun, and I was like, God damn, Texas. Like, I forgot. So, uh, Eric, you having a gun means nothing to us because everybody has a gun in Texas. It me- I, ooh, okay. I don't have a gun. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I have a Sorry, I should have told you it was concealed. It. I should have told you it was concealed and carried. That's my fault. I brought it out. Uh, I should have uh, made you feel more comfortable. 
No, that's a good. That's an interesting point. Yeah, there's like there being like a quote unquote right way to play something, and how scary it is for someone to just like, hey, vibes, man, like whatever. I wonder if it's interesting for for like powered by the apocalypse games like um, Monster of the Week or Monster Hearts, where it's like you just kind of do stuff and the keeper calls on you to do the moves, which is quite interesting. But then again, you do need to know what's on your um, what's in your playbook to like your move list. Yeah, yeah your move list. You do need to know go. your move list. So, I, which is again, it's a little more, it's a little less crunchy, a little more intuitive. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you don't need to know it. So that's true. Yeah, I mean, the issue here is like this is diff- this is different than Harry Potter, right? Like Harry Potter is a really good example. Is like we all know it. We all probably read it as a kid, right? But now as an adult, and as J.K. Rowling revels in her turfness, it's not even God. like, oh, wow, you're a jerk. It's like, no, she loves it. She fucking loves it when you call her. Yes. She loves it. Stupid freaking tweet. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. So, like, even now, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to make a decision to not engage with the IP, right? I don't want to I don't want to listen to it anymore. I, this doesn't do anything for me. I'm not going to recommend it. Um, I'm not going to buy that video game. I'm not going to see any more movies, blah, 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 right? But because, like, there's a there, there, there's a, the IP. It exists. Mm-hmm. With the game, yes, you cannot give any more money to Wizard of the Coast. You can't, you're not going to buy into whatever the fuck 1D&D is. But, like, there's such a larger lift of trying to do something, of doing, trying to do another game. If you don't, like with Harry Potter, you can just hit shit out of people's hands. You can remind <laughs> them that every every time we say Harry Potter's good, we give J.K. Rowling one more like HP buff. Like you can you can definitely get people around you to not do it. But like it's like you need to make a group decision with your game table to play a new game and to throw yourself into the unknown. Like you're not throwing yourself into the unknown by reading a different book, but you sure are doing it. If you're trying to like come up with a new structure for this, like imagination time that we all play with each other. When we pick up a thing, it's a lot scarier. And I'm not even, and again, I'm not even telling someone to play the game. It's just like, can you play the game in a way that isn't, that is resistant to what a corporation that makes money off the game you're playing wants you to do. You know, it's like playing a freemium game without buying anything. Like, yes. are you, how resistant are you to people giving you what you want in exchange for money? Uh, it's tough. It's definitely tough. I will admit that one way that I feel more confident playing different games is honestly finding the different games through podcasts. So, yes. you know, listening to y'all's campaign this summer, I was yeah. like, oh, that's how a fucking playbook works. Because we played, what did we play? Uh, so, uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Yes. And yeah. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> it says that I'm it doing this here. It was fun, though. <laughs> and so, like, thinking about that and then playing or listening to campaign, I, okay, I think I could have played this game again in a different way, but that's how I learn. I have to learn by doing, I have to learn by watching other people play. So I think going in and understanding how you need to process something really helps in what you do. If you do your own homebrew content, if you do somebody else's homebrew content, if you just pick up a different system, um, there are plenty of opportunities. Fortunately in this, this connected world that we have, 
um, you can see somebody doing it and, yeah. you know, remembering that we're all people and that if you ask a question, somebody's probably going to answer. And if you don't get an answer, then you don't need to support them anymore. You can go find yeah. a different creator that will help. Like we're all in this together. together. We're all trying to learn yeah. and try to be better people. Just, I mean, most okay. Most of us are trying to learn to be better people. Like, I'm sorry, but no, it's fair. It's fair. I mean, thank you. I really appreciate that. We spent a lot of time running a Monster of the Week game and making sure that it was like what we wanted to do. And holding it up and joining the party is always a place for people to learn games and see. It's not so scary and it's fun. Uh, so we were really important to do that for our Monster of the Week game. It's hard to find someone who's willing to be like easy to understand, you know, and also know what they're doing. Um, you know, whenever the McElroys get their hands on a game system, it sure turns into something else that it is not supposed to be. I also think that maybe I inherited this from Austin Walker of, uh, um, a friend of the table where like, you do need someone who has like, or who has, or styles themselves to have a master's degree in game, in game theory, like the theory of narrative <laughs> storytelling and, and games right. to understand what the game is getting at. And that was my job. So to what you said as well, like you do need an expert in the room, Alex, to make sure to teach the other people. Um, like, for example, is like, you know, how difficult it is for me to get across of like Monster of the Week tells a story of a television show. Like you are, we are doing an X Files episode, and how and like they might write that as beautifully as possible on the page, but that needs to be consistently and constantly reinforced about the type of game we're playing and what we should, what kind of mindset we want to keep ourselves in. Um, and then at the same time, is like, well, what are the, how do the mechanics then bear that out? Well, for Monster of the Week, it's okay when you fail, you get experience. Uh, you get experience when you when you roll a failed die. You uh, are like led down the garden path of you confronting dangerous things. It's not about fighting the monster. It's more about figuring out the like secret behind the monster that reveals its secret its secret weakness. Blah blah blah. That mm -hmm. like you really got to think of it like it's an episode of Gravity Falls or X Files or something like that. Right. But teaching that to someone else, consistent and constant reinforcing, and seeing if anyone gets that who is not decidedly not the expert in the room. Like, I don't know. I don't know if people, if even my players understood like how, how tabletop RPG do how mechanics bear out storytelling. They're just like playing the game and having fun and doing stuff. So it's like, it's kind of trying to get them to understand what you're doing. You know what, you know, like in teaching, you want people to understand the theory more than regurgitating facts or, or numbers back to you. And like that's the diff that really is the difficult part. I think understanding that Dungeons and Dragons is a game that one tells ep that tells one epic stories, like in the Greek classical epic, uh, epic stories, and two stories that involve violence are important to understand because then it's like, all right, well, am I going to play a game that does not have any violence in it? That does not. I will never roll an attack roll. Is that is this the game for me? No, probably not. Am I going to tell a tiny, a very small story? Maybe one that's like purely role play. That's about like, I don't know. That's like a slice of life ish. 
maybe not. Maybe that's not the game. Maybe this isn't the game for you. You should play Kings on, Kids on Bikes, or you should play Wander Home, or you should play for, for a smaller type of story. And if you want to tell something that doesn't have violence in it, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of other uh, stories that like are in games that like involve you know Monster Hearts is a good one is like you don't hurt each other but you sure you turn each other on you incite feelings you make you hurt each other emotionally you know and uh, it's wondering what those things are but like people don't know that because the marketing of the machine says no play Dungeons and Dragons um, right and it's tough it's it's tough it, it's really it's really hard to shake and like it, it's i have all these caveats now because it's like i got to change someone's entire mindset when we're just fucking sitting down to play and eat some pizza on a saturday i was thinking yeah, about this when i was planning my we- when i was planning my wedding uh this this year uh is like amanda and i both work for ourselves my my wife amanda we both work full time as podcasters so we get to like we got to plan our wedding sometimes during the day right and even while we were doing it, we are organized. We work together. We started a business together. There were times I turned to her on my, and I said, I cannot believe that someone would have to do this like on a Sunday. And like, this is my time that I get away from the office and my one day free. Imagine if they had kids too. Like, let's say you have kids and you haven't been, you're not married and you're playing a wedding. Like, imagine I have to do this on a Sunday. And yeah, I can see why this is the fucking hardest thing to do. And you fight and you get in each other's business. It's the same. It's exactly the same thing of like, I, are you really going to tell someone who only has like three, who carved this three hours getting away from their kid, making, maybe they have a babysitter, maybe their partner is dealing with their children or that this is the only day they can have off of work. And you're like, Hey, I'm going to teach you a new game system. Cause Wizard of the coast is racist is bad. Like, am I going to do that? I feel very conflicted. Cause like I'm a human and I don't want to do that to my friend. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I can also see balancing with your new system. How right are you playing it? And are you trying to play it to the letter of the law? Or are you there to have a good time? And maybe if it's not done perfectly, that that's still okay. And we're all still just having a good time. But like, you know, the burnout, gifted, talented kid wants to play it right (laughs) and wants to do it. So I, I, I think... We don't give a lot of thought to playing, I think, Dungeons and Dragons or any tabletop RPG because mm. it, it does take a lot of decision making and it does take a lot of cooperation. And I think the people who play it and talk about it, you know, in, in forums like this, we understand that it's it's a bigger it's a bigger issue, right? Okay, at at our table, we don't say the G word when we play Curse of Strahd. Like we know that. Sure. We other people know that. Um, so I, and I, going back to the beginning of the conversation, how do we get through that still love and play the game, but how we also convey those emotions to the corporation who does not care about us, the players. Yeah. I mean, I've been slow. Like I stopped buying books a long time ago. Yeah. Um, mainly for the fact that like. I mean, what are they going to give me that I don't already have? Or my players want to play something that, you know, isn't the same cookie-cutter experience that everyone's having, you know? Yes, I started off with Chris Estrada, but I didn't keep it to the letter T, you yeah. know? Like, it, it, 
I had to change it up because it wasn't the story that I wanted to be. Like it's it's a template. It's not it's not the the thing. You know, it's not the, th- the whole thing. You know. Um, so now I'm in my own like homebrew world, and it's like there are no, you know, you know. Everyone's like everyone's like, is this race this species allowed? I'm like, yeah, they're all they're all allowed. They're all there. I don't. I'm not gonna do any. <laughs> No slavery, no like apartheid. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm keeping everyone mixed. Everyone's there. Okay, that's <laughs> not the story I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to tell a story about like other concepts, not not <laughs> like that that don't involve race. Because you know, I want there to be warforged and turtles and everything there. You know, and also I don't like limitations on my players, so I want them to have fun with it. I also think that, like, maybe this is being terminally online brain. Like, Adrian, no <laughs> one's going to come to your house and, like, kick in your door and being like, hey, are you calling shit species in here? Like, you know, is like this isn't – there's no PC police. And I'm not saying that because I'm turning you all into a right-wing podcast right now. Right-wing podcast I'm Ben <laughs> Shapiro. I've been Ben Shapiro the whole time. It's just like – we need to give ourselves a little more grace to just be humans because what they're what the corporation's trying to do is turn us into a monolith of consumers but instead we are experiencing the whole different this this whole breadth of experience and you could play the way you want to play at your table i'm not saying keep all the slurs in your game <laughs> your, because it's your table Damn it. but it's, Eric, but that's it, what i got from that whole thing that's what but i it's got like, <laughs> but it's playing oh. It's playing the best way you can with what you have yeah. and doing – I wouldn't even say doing your best. That's not even what I'm getting at. It's like let's just do – let's tell a story that doesn't – the only thing you're trying to do is like tell a story that one, you're interested in, but two, that doesn't yeah, exactly. hurt anyone at the table because you all – maybe you find – you find these, bo- these, these stories trite and, un- and unfun. Like that's a, that's a good enough reason to do anything. Mm-hmm. And if you think that the books that they're putting out are trite and unfun, then that's fine. That's why I don't buy that shit. That's why I don't <laughs> buy the the produced stuff that they do. Or maybe yeah. maybe I could turn into a buccaneer and just surf on the internet. You know. Yeah. 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 But also, like, I, I, we've got friends that have come on the pod, and like, this is our stuff. What friends? We mean Mason. <laughs> I'll, I'll fight you. Me and Mason are friends now. <laughs> Mason is like bro flirting with me, okay? And I really love it. It makes me feel yeah, cozy inside. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not I was tr- bro flirting. He's just flirting, flirting, okay? Why do you have to? It's just, uh, listen, just I cannot tell. I can, cannot I, tell. can I take a quick detour on this, Adrian? Because I want to run this by you. So recently, go, go, go. Um, I we were talking about Moby Dick. And I was bringing up homo socialism. I don't know if you've heard of that before. No, it's, I don't think so I it's have. it's a literary analysis of men relation men on men character relationships and also men in mm-hmm. real life. There was like it's not homo. It's, we're not talking about homosexual relationships or tendencies or mm-hmm. queer baiting or whatever. It's just like the way that guys talk to each other when they're friends has a certain like t- has a certain like texture and context around it like for example in moby dick when ishmael and queequeg sleep in the same bed they're doing it 
because they have to, not because they want to kiss, but then like their mm-hmm. closeness and the hilarious like relationship that it, that gets built because it's like, oh, bro, you snore when we were sleeping in the same bed together is <laughs> called homosocialism. Like what you see in a what you see in a um a Judd Apatow movie, you know, like you're not in the yeah, 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 knocked yeah. up. And the other thing, I started watching Game Grumps a lot lately just because i needed another thing to get to and the number of times they talk about like they are such good friends and how much they talk about sucking each other's dick is so so frequent and a lot so like the bro flirting is it, that's true 100 percent true yeah. it's, it's like it's such a real thing and i just want to shout that out quickly <laughs> okay so like with my close friends i definitely do what the game grumps do uh yeah and i i, I take it as far as it gets they don't they're just they they can't handle it for the most part and i'm just like listen man i love you man whatever you need man i will come through your house suck you off whatever you fucking need yeah okay? it's like oh uh, you beat me at mario kart i'm so mad i could just fucking kiss you a lot in the mouth <laughs> y'all don't just do that like y'all don't just... <laughs> you don't just struggle I'm chronically online i can't kiss anybody <laughs> It's it's more funny with with guys. It's more of a threat. <laughs> it's a funny threat. <laughs> so yes, I'm, yes. I that was just like I've been thinking about that a lot. So that triggered in my brain. <laughs> um, uh, it it is. Um, but you, you were talking know, about third party creators, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like their work's pretty good, and they're more aware about what they want to be putting out there. Um, because they don't want that like hurt or with that into their content. They want to be their content be just like that's all they want. Like they want like oh this sucks because of this ability. Not this sucks because you're you're fucking up. Like you're you're being racist. You know right. that's what they the hate they want. <laughs> um, yeah. and also like how they work with e- other creators that are in the space. Like I I feel like they have a better pull like finger on the pulse of the the community than you know the corporate yes men you know sure and i love supporting them and you know watching them just thrive so yeah third party all the way yeah i mean there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out from third party folks and i think it's also telling of what we said about the open gaming license that like wizards wants to monetize on the backs of people mm-hmm. who are Making using something that's been in the in the code of Dungeons and Dragons for years, for since uh, since it got started in the seventies. So it's funny they're talking about like the open gaming license one point one because it really hasn't been updated since the seventies. It's like, oh yeah, we're just going to one point one in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's it. It's like no, you're you're fundamentally changing it so you can make more yeah. money. It's like they're turning it into Twitch. The like the splits and all that stuff feel feel like something that that twitch would do and it's like i don't they're they're trying to put other business models on the thing they have and like the thing you have is special and different but corporations only know profit we can't just be happy Mm -hmm. with what we have and build a creative product they want they want dollar they want dollars from it yeah yeah the the only thing they speak is money it's like oh fuck i can't i can only buy half a yacht okay like i gotta be able to buy a full yacht every month it's not like, Adrian. It's, it's like, hey, I can only buy two yachts instead of three. That's really a yeah. big fucking bummer for me. Yeah, and it, it just always, it always just feels so dispiriting when we're talking about a creative product. It's like we're here. Mm-hmm. I'm selling my, you know, I'm selling my books of my game 
where I can pretend to be a dwarf with a hammer, you know? Like, and that's what, that's what's wild. And that's what I don't understand about trying to make like movies and IP on this stuff. Like this, the, you know, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out, this pastiche of this like combination, the scat, this scattershot of high fantasy terms that they're calling Dungeons and Dragons. Like, you know, bard and we, you say bard, wizard, warlock fighter archer elf enough i guess that is dungeons and dragons like what i don't even know what the plot of the movie is going to be it's just going to be some high some gesture at a height of the high fantasy genre with a brand slapped on it like there's no ip there i can i guess you can't even call it like bahamut or like the gods or some of the shit that they've come up with because that's just pulled from from mythology so like i don't know what there is what did they make that there that is intellectual what is the intellectual of the property <laughs> i thought I know, of I it get bro. That 100%. It's from my brain that's the <laughs> i just read it on some book that was covered in dust and said mythology no, 101 it came to me in a dream <laughs> it, it's it's ridiculous because everything's the, the, like their basis is built off something right like like other properties like you said at the very beginning about like hey the what the Tolkien estate said hey fuck, yeah. fuck off stop doing that yeah it was so it was so funny I had this I had this written somewhere um, I know that the thing we were going to talk about originally was like <laughs> <laughs> was like all this stuff about uh, you know Jews and Dungeons and Dragons but it's like at this point I'm like I don't even care the thing that bothers me is that they just they're making money off of this stuff it's like they're selling they're selling back to they're selling my own want to tell a story back to me and that makes me feel like a fucking idiot you know <laughs> yeah 100% yeah capitalism is always the villain every single time yeah i can't wait till it all falls apart <laughs> or it oh, doesn't <laughs> or and that that's the hard part is it might not hasbro is a fuck. I mean, late stage capitalism <laughs> well, has a problem. I'm gonna say right now. <laughs> I mean, but like that company itself, right? It's it holds so so much, so much. There's at what point? Yes, it would be great to watch it tumble. It, yes, it would be great to watch all these things fall. Right? Yes, I would love to see J.K. have whatever she, whatever karma she's throwing. Like, just around mm-hmm. and spiff. I would love that to come back to her. I would love it. But honestly, I'm just cynical enough that it. I can't even wait for it to happen. I can't even wait, right, for any mm-hmm. of these people to get the thing that we think they deserve. Maybe they the, don't. The comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's just the curse of the millennial. I don't know what it is. But I don't. Yeah, the the two thousands really fucked I'm us. I'm tired of waiting for people to get what they deserve, and they they don't. Yeah. Then like, listen, I'm on a guillotine making in your backyard TikTok somehow. Just FYI, just FYI. I wonder. Yeah, I was saying before I was trying to be empathetic to like my <laughs> friends and being like, oh no, it's fine. We'll like play the game that you know how to play. But I think it might be worth it to outline kind of what I was saying before is like, 
you know, Dungeons and Dragons isn't the be all end all. Like it's not the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is too crunchy for our table. Maybe it's too crunchy for our um, tabletop uh, friends. Maybe it's not crunchy enough. Maybe you want to play a mech, so we should play Lancer. Or maybe we want to just be silly, and maybe we should just play some one-pagers from Grant Howitt. Like, maybe we could play board games instead. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, and, like, role-play around that as we do it. I think that it doesn't need, Dungeons & Dragons, to me, is pretty hard to get into. It, it the, I'm trying to remember the first time that I did it, I had to read the book backwards and forwards many times, and, like, really try to get my head around it. And only now do I think I'm doing something, like, interesting and original with my D D <laughs> stuff right like really pushing yeah. the boundaries and trying to tell interesting story and coming up with new game mechanics like i've you know turning myself into a game designer at, on the fly so it's like yeah. maybe it is worth it to learn a new game or to change something so fundamentally to make it make it good for you like that's what i'm that's what i want to push on a little bit is like you know you you know more about what's good for you and what makes you have fun than a corporation is telling you is going to be fun for you. So if you want to keep playing D&D, do it. And put in whatever third-party shit you want, and do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. But just know that maybe there'll be a better thing for you somewhere else, and maybe you need someone, you do need someone to introduce it to you. Like, maybe there right. is someone, and maybe you do like learning new games, you know? Like, it's not always that thing. I think I might have, like, spiraled too hard to the to the left and been like, or it's it's all it's all for naught, you know. It's like we can't change. <laughs> Maybe I got a little bit too in my feelings about that, but I I think that like there's something you just gotta like have confidence in yourself that the thing you want is not going to be packaged. You gotta find it, and maybe maybe you'll learn it in a different way. Yeah, I, I think that like getting people into the game for me in my experience is. I've been the zealot that was like, I'm going to teach you everything. Yeah. So, and I have to be that character for if I want people to get into all these other games. So, like, I've been playing a lot of Ten Candles and all this other stuff. So, like, I have to be the change I want to see. So, like, I have to learn a new system yeah. and then be that zealot for something like, listen, Masquerade, let's, let's try it out. Let's try it out because I've read this much of the book. And I need to know what kind of questions you're going to have because I'm not ready as a DM. I, I crash and burn all my sessions. I, I, I know it's not Alex's way. Alex is, you know, take notes, read everything. Mine's like, I've read a fifth of the book. I'm good enough to run you for most of this. Everything else, I'm just going to wiggle my imaginary fingers, or real fingers, uh, <laughs> and um, say, yes, that works. No, it doesn't. We'll come back to it later. We'll read about it later. Let's just play. Like that's that's how I play. It's it's rough, tough, and just like on the fly. Yeah. Well, and there's a that's real that's part fun for me, right? That's the real part. I overread everything because that's what I do for literally any aspect of my life. Anything yeah. I do, I any for me to feel prepared, I, I look and read everything, and then I'm like, okay, then I'm ready. Um, when I could t- probably take something out of Adrian's book and say, fuck it, who gives a shit? Let's just, yeah. let's just do it. Like, I, I, I don't have to have all the answers. We're playing pretend. We're playing pretend, but even like when I was like, I, I've never, there were always rules when I played pretend. You can't get out of the water because we're playing mermaids and you don't have legs. Like, I, you have a tail. Like, I, yeah. 
So you need so, rules. You need rules on your pretend. That's how it's good. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, so knowing, right, going back to knowing yourself and knowing what you need to get out of a game, but also listening to what else is happening in the space. Adrian says, fuck the rule book. I could probably say, fuck the rule book. Like when Adrian says like we, he just does it. Anytime I played with him in something new or watched him, it's not like I watch it crash and burn. There's no like crash and burning. It never happens. He may feel like it goes off the rails, but as a player, as a watcher, I have never actually seen it go off the rails. I, I, even me playing, that's the trick. I mean, fuck it. Who gives a shit is really what we should just go into 2023 with. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like, no one's watching. No one, you're not recording it unless you are recording it. And then, you know, you're recording it. Like you just, like, (laughs) we're just trying to, we're just trying to have fun here. Yeah. That's the thing. Just, just do the thing that's fun. I think is what it comes down to. And if you can avoid, if the, I think that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at is like, it's just because with a company is shoving you towards something, you got to think about if it's what you want before you give them the money. I think it's more about mindfulness, right? More than anything else. Just like, is this what I want? Am I being pandered to? Do I want to do what, what works for them? That's what it is. And, like, marketing is supposed to take that shit out of your mind. Be like, we're just here to have fun. We're just playing a game. Um, The fact that Hasbro is trying to monetize having fun and playing a game and turn that into a fucking four-quadrant IP is wild. But, uh, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with you. No. Yeah. You it was mindfulness the whole time. It was knowing yourself. God damn it. <laughs> Always It was going yourself. to therapy. It's The only way we can fight capitalism <laughs> yeah, is mindfulness. It's, yeah, it's going to therapy and then buying a rock that helps us define our mindfulness. I'm sorry. It's my, crystals. It's my, been crystals. No, no. It's been crystals all along. <laughs> my, my, best, my teacher bestie gave me a present for Christmas today. And gave me two worry stones, one in ring form and run one in necklace form. And I was like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me right now. Mm-hmm. So it's always crystals. And that makes me more worried. <laughs> Let me put it on immediately. I bought, my, I bought myself a piece of obsidian that was in the shape of uh, Snorlax. And I don't believe in crystals, but I sure do love holding the Snorlax. And theoretically, it's going to take all the bad feelings and just go to the Snorlax instead because it's obsidian. That's so beautiful. I don't believe in that shit, but I sure do like holding it. And that's fine. It's just as good. I have a singing bowl in my room to, like, help get attention and, like, give the kids, like, a moment of of peacefulness. Oh, that's cool. Right? Yeah. Uh, I am the crunchy munchy art teacher that... uh, Texas government is afraid of, um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> right, right. So it, you're the, the woke I've die. heard so much about. Oh, it's, nice. It's me. Um, is that is what's your color of your hair? Uh, is that blue in your hair? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> what else? Okay, so I had this bowl. I had one class that was just being a little ornery. They're pretty regularly just ornery. Um, and right, the the mindful bowl, it's supposed to release some of the negativity in your body. And one of the kids was like, it hurts me. And I was like, internally, I was like, don't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. Like, why? It hurts. It hurts because it's all the negativity leaving your body. And evidently, you have so much of it 
that it pain it's painful and <laughs> i just thought it that's it that's that's my crunchy munchy uh <laughs> crystal holding yeah. it hurts yeah i know it's, it's fair anymore. i'm just that's good. <laughs> poor lazy poor i get the, the bowl worked in mysterious ways and removed that kid out of your glass Correlation, yeah. causation it's the same it's yeah. it's the same yeah <laughs> yeah eric has negativity releasing his major. body because he has a snorlax i don't yeah the snorlax takes them and takes it in yeah. and he levels up because yeah. of it yeah 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like the thing that I want to take away when I was worried we were doing this like three quarters of the way through the episode is like I just don't want this to turn into discourse and then it goes away, you know? Like oh, the Wizard of the Coast is racist. Oh, they're bad. Oh, they're blah blah blah. The weekly like, experience. Right. That's all. Yeah, it's like I don't want to just like talk about it and then either like we boycott it or we don't and and we feel bad that we keep doing something that's quote unquote problematic. It's like. You know, this it's so this is so much more simple, right? It's like we're not voting for president. We're trying to decide what to do <laughs> on Sunday. And like it's so much that gives us the smallness of this decision gives us so much more choice. For me, ma- making a show about it, yeah, it's a little bit more weighty because it's my livelihood and whether it's what I want to put out there in the world and whatever, but like not for people who are just playing the game. And listen, I'm making the choices that I need to to make the the, the game and the story what I want, and I, I feel I stand by that, and I feel good about that. But you know, I thought about it for a long time. Like, don't just like go, don't just throw yourself into it, or don't throw yourself into it because the discourse said so. Like, you know, it's just it's just a game. Just figure out what you like to do and how you like to play. Eric, do you have a game outside of recording? Do you do you have like a personal game? I had some. I'm not running one right now just because, you know, things go in and out. I had a Dungeon Dragons game that I played with a bunch of folks who played, who made actual play content and podcasts. And we made a joke the entire time that, like, we're so glad we're not recording. And we're just so glad we're not doing it. And we're just, like, fucking around. And it's, like, it's the most I've ever felt like an athlete in my life. I felt like I was, like, putting up weights or running, like, basketball games in a gym. You know, like just getting reps in, you know, so that was fun. Um, I learned how to play actual uh, Powered by the Apocalypse games from a games I played with some friends in Chicago. Um, like I played a masks game for a really long time, which was really fun. Um, so I don't have one now, but I have done a few uh, before and I was like I just like talking about homebrew and stuff with like some friends who like I I consult quote unquote with them about joining the party but it's really just like DMs and GMs bouncing shit off of each other um, which was which is fun but you know yeah I, I find I find that fun the thing I said about like oh do you, some people don't like learning games I love learning games like someone suggested to me that we could play Lancer like someone would run a game of Lancer for me which is just like mech battles and shit and I'm like I would fucking love to learn a new game system for sure <laughs> I guess I just don't want to be the teacher anymore like I don't want to be up at the front of the class and uh, so like I want someone to lead me in this and then I can be a star pupil right is like isn't that all teachers want to do is be the star pupil again like be make it as easy as possible for the teacher in front and like that's what I I really want to do and I I miss Well see there's just one more takeaway if you are a player and you are always a player then maybe be the leader and if you are yeah. always the leader like encourage your players to become the leaders and then you don't always have to do it oh, but unless you you know unless you love it then you can always be the leader. 
Um, yeah, we can. We're not yucking your yums. Nope. Yeah. No. 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 Um, can I say something really shady for a second? On this podcast, <laughs> never. I love it. No. This is not about those two games that I played before. <laughs> this is not what I'm talking about. But it sure does help when you have a forever DM. Definitely do something else or go and play in different games because then you can accurately depict of whether your DM is good and are not. I went and I played in other stuff and I felt really good about myself. <laughs> and like, I'm really good at this, you know? I, I think that I'm good in it. And it was nice seeing other players like go and play in other games and be like, wow, my DM was really in my first game is really good. Like, they're much better than this guy. So it's like, definitely allow just for your everyone's context. Play other play in multiple games and make sure to tell the person who's good at it that they're good at it. Um, I've also decided that I'm going to do a full heel turn in 2023, and I've already just started telling people I'm the best GM in podcasting because one, I am, but two, I just got to keep saying it because the discourse doesn't come doesn't flow my way necessarily. I'm not on, on I didn't build my my house on the side of the Discord Nile like I'm not close enough to it. So I'm just I'm just saying it for myself that I'm the best GM in podcasting. It's hundred percent true. Listen, no one here is going to tell you otherwise. Uh, the fangirl. Oh, I, I mean, am. Adrian, I'm the best. Disc- I- I'm the best GM <laughs> in podcast history. I don't even know why it's a good question. Let me just step That's away fair. from this dick swinging contest. <laughs> That's fine. I'm glad you think that. I'm the best DM in podcasting, so I'm just going to... That's just that's what it all, is. That's all it is. You can yeah, say it, too. I mean, I'm just impressed really embracing the, my heel turn. I'm like, good, great. I'm glad you said that. Unfortunately, it's not true, <laughs> because that's me. <laughs> Listen, everyone's just like, who do you look up to? And I'm like, no. Myself. Myself? Because I'm the best GM for my table, and that's all that matters, right? Yeah. You're, you're going to be... There for if you're catering to your table, that's all that fucking matters, okay? And that's why how you become the best GM. Okay? I you're look not up to be... myself because I've done a lot of work and I'm fucking crushing it right now. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm gonna incorporate that. That's really good. I'm gonna ask myself the question: Who do I look up to? That's really good. It's me, and if it's not me. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> I, I murdered him with my gun. That's well I know. <laughs> I know someone said I started doing this at PAX Unplugged, which we went to, which was fucking awesome. God, seeing people in person was the best. We went to PAX Unplugged, the, the board uh, not video game convention that was in Philadelphia recently. And I started saying it. It felt so good. And someone was like, well, what about like Matt Mercer and Brunnelly Mulligan? I'm like, mm, those idiots have video. That makes them better. I don't count. I don't count myself around them. I'm the best <laughs> GM in podcasting. It's like they have figurines. I don't have figurines. Figurines automatically make you better. I don't have that shit. You're not wrong though. Like that's that's the like yeah, you are gonna be the best if you say you're the best. Like Here what what here let, let me let me also do something. I'm the best GM that doesn't have a marketing team, okay, <gasps> on podcasting. I'm the most underground GM. I'm the most underground GM. Like you've never even heard of me, but I'm the best. You've never even heard my name uttered in the English language. <laughs> You know, like the Velvet Underground, how every band who heard them, how everyone who heard them started a band. 
it's like everyone who plays with me then becomes a GM because they're so inspired by me. It's like that. And they start their own podcast, which is somehow gets more successful than me, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have to keep the underground going. Yeah, <laughs> no I gotta one's stay. gonna hold this spot down. <laughs> I have to stay under the radar, and then people will know. Then I'll blow my whole shit. Well, then under I'm gonna the sell out. <laughs> I it's I just record right. myself. I just put it out. I put it out on CDs. That's how I do it. So you can't track the numbers. At bus stations. Yeah, it's like my mixtape, but it's my podcast. No one has CD players anymore, but they they look at me funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't look at my downloads because I only give out my podcast on CDs. Yeah, <laughs> cassettes. I've burned so many CDs. Like a. 30. That's a lot of downloads. Adrian, you are That's a, a lot baby. Of you are a baby. You are talking to people. Keep calling you me a baby. You are a baby in the LA Burn CD. Uh-huh. Sure. Awesome. You. I bet you did. We, we I, I don't know if Eric did. I recorded, we. recorded from tapes. From the tape. And I have the tape. So I knew what I was doing when they gave me the computer and said, here, take this CD and make a mixtape on it and then pass mm. out those CDs that are completely covered in Sharpie to the friends that you have around you that have been expertly put together. So as much as I love and I appreciate you and your babiness, um, we were there when the magic was forged with already skills ready to go. And you just gave us the, I was not there. I wasn't there for the tape part. I'm sorry. I, I never had that, but I sure did teach myself really quickly how to burn mixes. And uh, we we had like uh, like a, a printer. We had like um, sticker paper, you know, like from Avery. You're so and we, rich. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and then my dad would print out, and so it would be me and my brother. So it would be Eric and Tyler, the mix masters, as we made a new as we did a new playlist on a CD. It was fucking tight. Hell yeah. I was reminded. So I just got really into burning CDs. Listen, I was reminded a couple months ago that I made like a ten CD compilation for a friend of mine who I don't talk to anymore. Like I didn't. I just it was a passing. He was like, sure. "You gave me ten CDs when my grandmother died," and I was like, "I don't know what to do. I can't. I was amazing. Uh, I don't know what happened, <laughs> but at one point, I yeah, I'm here. Logical genius. I'm, I, were you I giving out the for... best of the seventies? <laughs> what the fuck? And the CDs? That's incredible. Can I pay for that with a money order? Fuck. And we were, uh, part of it was theater kids, right? So, like, it had its moods. Like, oh, yeah. songs when you feel like crying. Songs when you, you need a smile. Songs when you, you know, want to be angry. And then, like, show tunes. Sure. <laughs> the six of those CDs were just show tunes. You know, the, the best of the best. Only for my friends. Yeah. Sorry, Adrian. Gosh, I didn't mean I'll to let you know when like my that. grandma dies. <laughs> was, CDs. Hey, was this what you two wanted? Was this good? <laughs> was it... it was the best. This is our podcast. It's always going to be good, okay? It, it might not be the thing we aimed for, but it's still something. It's not Lightning McQueen. It isn't Lightning McQueen, no. We had a... Which was also chaotic. Eric, we had a whole episode. But every time we have a returning guest, it gets to it just goes off the fucking rails, and it, I love it because we're just less formal. It's more like 
let me tell you this one thing that happened the other day because it kind of associates it a little bit. <laughs> That's how friendship is made. That's true. Yeah, pretty much. Ew. <laughs> what? Ew. Ew, guys. Ew. Nah. People. All right. This was all on topic. Elsa... It just, I just kind of poured out of me. This was theoretically yeah. one of the topics you wanted to do talk about. Do you feel about. better, though? I mean, yeah, it did pour out of you. Do you feel better? Do you feel more relieved that it's <sighs> out in the open? I'm glad. I want to keep saying it, so I'm glad that I said it one more time. So, you know, it's like just practicing. Like, I want to keep... This is important. This shit is important to talk about. And um, I guess, like, it's the, that thing that I said, I, I didn't realize how much I wanted that, like, not to lose it in the discourse. Because, again, where we started is, like... You know, the thing about TikTok is, like, one, it's a psyop by the Chinese to make Americans dumber. Fair. Good good job, guys. You crushed it. Yep. Second, it, everything stays on TikTok. Like, it doesn't leave. Whether we're talking about people clicking on links and leaving or, like, talking about it out in the real world. Like, no one looks at a TikTok and then writes to their representative, you know? It, they just do they stay in the online discourse. And that's the thing. I just don't want some of this stuff to get stuck online because it's it's people's real lives. It's the real game. It's real money. It's real jobs when it comes to the third party people who are going to be making like people's real lives making this stuff forever um, or people's real lives like making this as a career. Um, I just I, I hope people take that to heart when they're do, literally doing this for real. The next like the step. Pl- the, the players. Yeah, the players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a step two. Hell yeah. Yeah. Guillotines. Don't just <laughs> information uh... gather and then never play a game. Don't do that. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, trying my best to actively be present in that. Kind of, sorry. Let me repeat that because I hit my mic. Uh... I feel like I'm trying to be pre- stop it <laughs> present in. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Can you take that again? In, in, in this discourse, as <laughs> <laughs> this is going in the front. This is going in the front. Uh, this is a cold open. <laughs> we had a cold open though. Um, uh, sometimes it's double, good. Sometimes double cold open. It's. Uh, oh, so, hold on. Sorry, Adrian. I hit my mic. Can you restart? <laughs> I can clean this track. I mean, <laughs> wait for Adrian, have fun with that. <laughs> Freaking cats, just oh, he's so cute. <laughs> show me this. Show me the Snorlax. Uh, yeah, no, it's at the office. Uh, sorry. No, no, this is just Kirby. This is Kerbo. Unfortunate, just Kirby. Uh, okay. I don't even know what I was saying. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what you were saying either, just because I was so distracted with your shirt um, that I'm trying to figure out what it said, and then I think it says Dungeon Master, but then I was like, what else could it say? It does. What else could be there? It, it will... Yeah, Dave got it. Uh, custom made it for me. Probably used a template, but custom made it for What's me. It? I don't... it says the year of the first, like, real game of D&D I played. Mm. 2012. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. I'm done. I'm out. I shut off my shirt. Uh Alex, any more questions? Eric, why are you the best DM on on podcasting? 
I played other games. I'm a pretty good player as well when I'm not DMing. Yeah, the show I join the party is a really good show. I do I'm a producer. I don't just do Dungeons and Dragons content. I'm a producer of podcasts. So I think that that's why I'm the best uh DM in podcasting because I am also. Cuz you are. Yeah. I mean, listen. Long-time listener. Second-time talker. Sorry, sorry, that's on me. Hey, where can oh, yeah. they find you, Eric? Me? Little old you. Yeah. You can find me on the internet at L underscore Silvero, E L underscore S A L V E R O. My name, if I was a Lucha Libre wrestler, I'm on Twitter and Instagram uh, and out there on the internet. But you can listen to all the shows that I produce. You can join the party and Games and Feelings. And I have a new show coming out in February. Probably I'll be producing another show in 2023. I'm going to be producing four podcasts. It's going to be the best. But just find me there, man. And, and all, the show, all the shows there. Uh, I'm the head of Creative and Multitude. Multitude is a podcast collective studio and ad sales service. And we're fucking good at podcasts. And I'm not afraid to say it. Can also confirm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now, okay, now we're good. Now we're good. Thank you, dear listener, for joining us on another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. You can continue to join all of our antics on all of the social medias at Dungeon and Degrees. Um, it should be the same everywhere. You can also just Google search it. I don't know if you know, but you could just like Google search anything. Um, so just try it. Maybe once. I don't know. Um, we also have a Discord server. And if that's that's all not enough for you, it's too free. And you want those hard-earned dollars to go to a small, blossoming, wonderful podcast that you just love and just <laughs> tickles you just in the right way, but not in a creepy way, just in the perfect tickling kind of way. Um, sure. Right? You can join us at... I want to be tickled. That sounds great. I, right? You know, I I don't mind it. Is that a weird... Is that weird to say? I don't... I, I don't... I don't that was... Maybe cut that part. Because... A female in a in a D and D space saying I like being tickled. I don't have fun editing, Adrian. Um, you can join us on our Patreon <laughs> at Dungeons and Degrees. Uh, benefits include early episodes, one shots, stickers, things. I, I may be sending stuff out for the turn of the year uh, because obviously it's too late for Christmas um, or any sort of holiday that you may celebrate in the winter. Happy winter solstice uh, time of recording. It's fine. Um, I do it. It's a great time. Adrian and I are growing and blossoming. 2023 is the year for Dungeons and Degrees. So if you get in early, yeah. you'll get in all the benefits. If you join later when we're big, then you got to play the, you got to, you got to pay. You got to pay to play. I'm done. It got away with me. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. I'm Eric. Don't hit your microphone. Go have some fun. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Sorry. I hit my microphone. Hold on. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, I hit my screen. No. <laughs> <laughs>